Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Hi there, Carling here. Whether this is your first episode of this podcast you're listening to, or you're working backwards from the more recent ones, these earliest episodes require a bit of patience, humor, and understanding. These episodes are a time machine back to when I had no idea what I was doing in editing, sound quality, or production. And there were two hosts. We were full of passion, laughter, and a whole lot of trial and error. But here's the thing. These episodes are the essence of my humble beginnings, and I'm hoping that's part of the charm. The raw authenticity that shaped the foundation of this podcast. Although this podcast has evolved and my interview skills and audio quality have vastly improved, the heart and soul of these episodes remain timeless. The stories I shared back then, they still hold significance and are worth hearing. These episodes make me appreciate how far I've come. So thank you in advance for your patience and enjoy. I know it's like two-sided. I'm like, I would never like, you know, yeah. you're not going to go up to somebody in a wheelchair and be like, what happened to you? You know, <laughs> hey, Michelle. <laughs> going to start rapping but then I realized oh God, no. I don't know how to rap. I'm really glad you didn't. Hi Carling. How hey, are you Michelle, today? Your name rhymes with Belle. Kind of. <laughs> God I'm so tired. Oh slap out of it. <laughs> Insert slapping sound. Okay. I'm drinking a coffee. There's her slurp. Coffee slurp. Yeah. I'm just tired. Having a job is hard. I know. Welcome to the real world. I know. <laughs> I had six months where I didn't have to wake up at any specific time. And like I was here helping you, but like. Yeah. And you had to, you have to learn like an entirely new job. I know. I feel like the next few intro guys, I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to complain about how tired I am. <laughs> but I think this week I'm going to get over my anxiety about working out over lunch. Yeah. Because I work at a fitness center. So I should utilize it but I don't want to stay late every day so I'd rather just get it done at lunchtime yeah and you have like an hour lunch yeah so then I can then I can get a little energy boost and start to feel better this is my problem with that concept is that if I run for like 50 minutes I am drenched in sweat Mm. so I feel like I would have to like I don't know shower at lunchtime or something baby wipe it do like a horse bath I think that's offensive now. Oh, to to who? Horse? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, we're learning. We're learning. We're learning every day. Learning and growing. (laughs) However, I was. (laughs) I was. I just want to lift weights. I. Like, I walk my dogs every day. I don't need to, like, yeah, do you don't some need to crazy do cardio. cardio. Yeah. 
Not that walking is cardio. <laughs> Some days. Um, in other exciting news, if anybody, well, today is Sunday. So if anybody was watching our Instagram story, uh, we got approached about a collab or a... Uh, we, they want us to be brand ambassadors because they looked through our <laughs> feed and they love our style. And I think it's a good fit. I really think it's going to work out well What's for the us. company or what's the like... It is for swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know about you, but I've had my winter body for the last um, 15 years. So <laughs> It's been a long winter. It's been a long winter. But maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe. They want an average everyday person. <laughs> a, hus- a husky person. <laughs> like, I'll try it on over a snowsuit. Yeah. Maybe it's like a modest one. Like a modest swimwear. And then it's like a skirt. Yes, like knees. the Duggars. Yeah. I could get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have Jana Duggar on our I know. Podcast. I want to know the real tea about her. I want to be like, Jana, girl, do you need help? Yeah. Are you a lesbian like the rumors are alluding Blink to? twice if you want a girlfriend. Because I went down this whole rabbit hole where one of her like longtime friends who's always over. Yes. Yeah. And like there's some. She's always like hanging around. Yeah. And it's Jenna's yeah. quote unquote friend. Yeah. I think it's a different type of friend. And I mean, just let her be like she's in her 30s. Like, I she's don't gotta know. raise all her mama's babies. God, ridiculous. I know. I wouldn't mind interviewing. I've seen some people on TikTok that like lived in sort of like a quiverful. Quiverful. Ew, that's I what... hate that so much. <laughs> that's what they call it. They're quiver. It's a quiverful movement because the Lord says you got to have a quiverful. Hide that under a bushel. <laughs> Isn't quivering like sexual though? And they're saying don't no, but quiver? A quiver. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. <laughs> no, a quiver is like your arrow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Or is the quiver the thing that holds the arrows? I think the quiver is like the feathers on the arrows. And so you want it to be full. You want to have a lot of arrows Okay. to shoot the biblical message out to all the heathens. Oh, okay. okay. And so the more quivers you have, more messengers of God. What if one of the Duggars looked up quiver in the dictionary and got like the other version mm. and they were like... <laughs> I don't know. About All of this. a sudden, they're on a what's that? Uh, what's that like? Adult only, OnlyFans. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, for you, Paige. No, that's TikTok. OnlyFans. Only. What if Jana Duggar has a secret OnlyFans well, and she's making like thousands of dollars, and then she's gonna be like, peace out. I'd probably sign up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take my girlfriend and move to. I don't know, California. Yeah. That's wild. Jana, if you're listening (laughs) and you need help, send us a message. We will come and get you. I'll marry you. You get health care. Could you imagine doing like an undercover, like secret mission at the Duggar compound? compound Because it's a compound. To sneak out Jana Duggar. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. We went from like, I'm tired and I need to work out more. To the Duggars. I mean, it's just what happens. It's what happens. Um, yeah, so it's a Sunday. We have a big week coming up. It's the Lord's Day. It's Oh, should we be resting? <laughs> should we be resting? I did have a bit of a nap. Well, there you go. Um, last night. Water. My mouth is all. 
Like, do you want to go get some? I can pause it. Yeah. Okay, pause. Please hold. Like... How you okay. doing? Did you get some water? I did. I you're did. Thirst? I'm oh, a... your color changing cup looks so freaky. Like, because it's pink, but the water made it turn purple. Yeah. It looks like slush. Don't be jealous. I'm jealous. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about. Duggars. <sighs> OnlyFans. Only. <laughs> Carling starting an OnlyFans. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> with my awkward what did i just call it my plus size plus lesbian size strap my awkward plus size lesbian <laughs> thirst trap oh. oh we love you thanks um what was i gonna say i was like oh i want to talk about that on today's intro dang it michelle <laughs> just wait folks it, it'll come to her what was it <clears throat> i don't i have no idea work no. Life. No, I have none. <laughs> um, but today's episode, I'm really excited. We're talking to Becca, and we found her, shocker, on TikTok. <laughs> um, but she was so lovely to interview. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so she was adopted by a white family, and she has a port wine stain on her face, and um, she does, like, incredible makeup like she's an artist and yeah we just thought it was like such a cool perspective and yeah we had a really good chat with her about growing up in like a predominantly white small town and her and her other adopted siblings are um korean korean yeah Yeah. and and then to have kind of this birthmark as well to kind of grow up with it and and learn how to um be herself with it and be confident and where's your birthmark oh excuse me that's personal oh Um, I have one on my back it's like quite big actually oh yeah I have one that looks like a gummy bear and it's on my ankle yeah it's cute it's all right the kids ask about it all the time you should turn it you should get it tattooed into a gummy bear ew (laughs) first of all I hate gummy bears so sorry Anyway, anyways, let's chat with Becca. Okay. Well, hello. It's so good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you too. Um, I'm Carling. I'm Michelle. Hi. Hi, I'm Becca. <laughs> um, cool. Well, why don't we get started? Why don't we start by just telling us like your name, where you're from, what you do? Um, so my name is Becca and I grew up in a small town in northern Minnesota called Detroit Lakes. I'm about 8,000 people. I now live down in the Minneapolis, um, St. Paul area of Minnesota. So more metropolitan. I'm in the suburbs now. But um, yeah, that's just a little bit about where I'm from. Wow. And you were adopted, right? Yes, I was. So my family actually, I've got um, two older brothers and an older sister. We're all adopted from Korea. We're not biologically related. Um, but yeah, we were all adopted. Wow. And were are your parents white? Yes, they are. Yep. Wow. So I think that's really cool, though. So you still had siblings that like looked similar to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, but a town of 8,000, that's so tiny. It is. <laughs> Definitely Everyone one of those places Everyone. where everybody knew each other. Everyone yeah. knew each other's business, you know, that kind of thing. So, oh, man. yeah. <laughs> what was that like growing up in such a small town? Like, were you guys 
um, I don't know, like the only sort of like adoptive made family or... Um, there was a couple others in the area. They actually went to our family's church, so we got to know their family pretty well. Um, but they were all older than me. So my sister's the next in age to me, and she's seven years older. So oh, wow. even though we were like, you know, we're all Asian and the things, like basically I was the only non-white person in my school <laughs> yeah. for the most part, and definitely like in my grade for for sure. But um, yeah, so it was it was definitely a little bit different growing up in a small town like that. You know, there's not much diversity um, and things. And so I feel like in some ways I didn't maybe get some of the culture that I would have if I grew up, you know, in a bigger city um, as far as learning more about, um, you know, my, my background and um, being yeah. Korean and things like that. Um, but my parents did really try to, you know, instill that with us still. Like we went to a adoptive Korean camp every summer um, oh, wow. just to get more of that history and things like that too. Yeah. How old were you when you were adopted? I was a baby. So I was okay. like eight months old. Yeah. I actually, oh, wow. funny story. I came on April Fool's day. So oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> your family, everybody was like, Oh, come on. You didn't really adopt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So one of the things that we loved about your stories was that you talk about having a port wine stain. Can mm -hmm. you sort of explain what that is? Yeah, so I have port wine stain and blue nevis. So port wine stain is a vascular birthmark. Um, mine happens to be basically mainly on my face. Um, I have a couple spots on ne my neck that a lot of people think are hickeys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I also have what's called blue nevis, and that's just like a kind of a bluish-looking birthmark. It does look like a bruise. I've got one on my neck. I've got one on my back. Um, but, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so is it um, like you were born with it, right? Yes. Yep. And did it change? Like, did it grow or did it, was it always that size? Like, cause it um, takes up always, a big portion of your face, right? Yeah. Yep. It takes up majority. I would say like 90% of my face. Um, yeah. So I was born with it. There's, um, when I was younger, so starting out, even when I was an infant until I was 12 years old, I did laser treatments on my birthmark. Um, I probably had 25 to 30 of them. In oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So quite a few. And that was basically to, because there are other issues um, that can come along with port wine stain. You can have Sturge Weber syndrome, which thankfully I don't have that because I know it can cause some other health conditions and things like that. Um, my birthmark also goes on my eyes. I actually met a few people on TikTok that also had that and I've never seen anybody else. Oh, have. wow. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, but you know, you can also have issues with like glaucoma and things. Um, but so anyways, um, the laser treatments were also to prevent like um, some port wine stain can thicken over time. Yeah. So it just makes your skin kind of get a little bit puffy if is the best way to describe it, I guess. Um, so I haven't had any of those issues. Um, I don't know if that's because I started when I was so young or not, but um, yeah, so I have had a lot of surgeries to um, laser treatments to kind of help prevent that. And it was also to kind of lessen the redness. But by the time I was 12, it really wasn't changing at all at that point. Um, right. And so we kind of just decided to stop treatments. Oh, wow. Um, my nephew has a port wine stain, but it's on his foot and ankle. Okay. Um, yeah. And so it caused him a little bit of pain. So they did, I think, like a laser treatment. Mm -hmm. Um he's eight now and it, like he okay. still has it, but it's smaller. Yep. Um, then it was, does yours cause you any pain? I have not had that issue. I've heard other people and I had no idea. I mean, 
honestly, just a few years ago, it came to my head like, oh, I bet there's more people on like Facebook or a Facebook group or something like that yeah, um, yeah. that I joined. And I like realized that like there's so much more to it than I even knew. Like oh, I wow. didn't know it would thicken. I didn't know there could be pain associated with it, those kinds of things. So I thankfully have not had to um, have any issues with that, those things. Oh, that's good. Yeah. My little nephew, when he was like just a little, little guy, he was like, oh, it's my owie foot. Like he would always call it his yeah. owie foot. Cause that was oh. the one that I know it was so cute. He had like a little walker <laughs> when they did the laser surgery. Cause he was uh-huh. too little for crutches. Yep. Anyway, a kid with a walker the, is adorable. Yeah. No kidding. What was the healing like after all those laser surgeries? Like that's gotta be painful, especially. I, yeah, kid. it was not fun for sure. Yeah. So you basically, you get bruised essentially is what it kind of looks like um, when you're done. Um, it just becomes very dark and um, it's very sensitive. You have to make sure you're putting like Vaseline on it to keep it like moist. And so it's not drying out and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I used to hate it. We had one time, one of the times um, it was when I was in first grade, I had gotten a new doctor. They had gotten a new laser machine that they hadn't used before and they had the settings too high and um, they actually made my face, they burnt me basically and my whole oh my face God. blistered. Wow. Yeah. My mom was not happy. No, no <laughs> and so I had to stay home from school extra that time and things because it was super, super painful. And, you know, I was a little kid. And so that was kind of a traumatic experience. I still have scars from it. They look like chicken pox scars. Oh no. Yeah. Wow. And so how did having a port wine stain affect you growing up? Like, were you bullied or teased about it? I think in some ways, actually growing up in a small town, at least for me, helped with that because everyone knew me. So they knew what it was. Right. right. Um, I mean, I definitely experienced bullying. That's, I mean, it's a given. Kids are terrible sometimes, right? Yeah, um, but I had like just such a good core group of friends that just supported me and loved me for who I was. And like, I remember specifically, like we, I went on this like youth group trip with um, like our freshman year of high school. And I just expressed how like, I was so self-conscious about it. And like some of my friends, like they're like, we don't really even notice it anymore. It's just a part of who you are. So Mm -hmm. I was actually very blessed with like the people I grew up around and them being pretty acceptive of who I was and that it was just part of me and there was nothing I could do about it. So yeah. Yeah. That's That's really really good. good. And how was your, how was your family about it? Like, was it something that they talked about with you as you grew up? Like, cause I think at some point you would have been like, Hey guys, like I look a little different than everybody. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't specifically, I think just because it it is what I look like, you know, it was just a part of who I was as I grew up and things like that. Yeah. Um, And having all those laser treatments, obviously, you know, you're discussing those things and um, it did create some for some unique situations, definitely when I was growing up and like experiences with my family, I think would, it probably affected them more than it affected me in ways. So Mm -hmm. um, when I was first adopted, like when my parents first got me, my siblings were passing me between each other and I got dropped. Accidents happen. (laughs) And I broke my arm. So my parents brought me in. Well, you know, being a small town, they probably hadn't seen anything like this before. So they were questioned on if there was anything happening. Um, They had to get all this paperwork proving that it was this Port Weinstein and this Blue Nevis and things like that. So I think, um, 
for them, it maybe affected them more as far as getting questions from outside <laughs> people and things like that. But um, yeah. Did you, did you find that your older siblings were like really protective of you or were you just, it just kind of like, you know, normal for them and, and they did. I think it was just normal for them and, you know, like all their friends, again, it's a small town. So everyone kind of knew that they were friends with and whatnot. And so I don't think it was that big of a deal. I don't remember there being any major incidents where they were like, you know, got upset because someone said something or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. And so one, a lot of the things that you post about um, has to do with makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start being interested in makeup? So I did start wearing makeup when I was 12 years old, because, you know, for us, that's when we switched to middle school. And so we actually had two elementary schools that came into one middle school. So there were some kids then that didn't know me and didn't know what it was and things like that. And obviously, middle school is a hard time for everyone as it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so to come into a new school with kids who don't know me, you know, I did becoming more, you know, insecure with who I was at that time. Um, I started to wear makeup. And at that time, I was wearing makeup that was created to cover birthmarks. Oh. And that makeup is like very, very thick and cakey. And <laughs> it's just awful, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I started wearing makeup and that's when, yeah, so when I was 12. And for me at that time, it was definitely like a security blanket, something I hid behind. I didn't want people to see it, you know. Um, and so I used to really hate makeup, actually, because because of that. Right. Yeah. Because you um, felt like you had to wear it instead of it Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just yeah. felt like I had to have it on because I had to fit in with the other kids and I didn't want the stares. I didn't want the questions. I didn't want people making rude remarks, you know? Yeah. Um, and so at that time, that's when I started, but I, I didn't really get into makeup as like a creative thing until about like five, six years ago. Um, I got my, I went to Sephora and got my first makeup palette. And then as I you know, that's when YouTube for makeup was starting to like get really big at that time. And so that's when I started watching YouTube. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. I was like, you know what? I think I can find a better solution for like what I can wear as makeup and not have to have it like caked on my face like an inch thick and feel like just disgusting all the time. Like it was like my skin didn't breathe for basically, you know, (laughs) that entire period of time. And so that's when I started kind of teaching myself some tips and tricks and things like that and just experimenting with makeup more. Wow. And like being 12 already is the hardest age. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I hated being 12. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine like that extra layer of like wanting to fit in, wanting to not be different. And so, so have you like, do you do makeup professionally now? I do. So I actually, a couple of years ago, I went um, back to school to get my esthetician certificate. So that's like skincare and makeup um, for people who don't know that. Um, oh. And then um I decided that I wanted to start doing like freelance um, makeup. So I've been doing that for the past few years now. um, And I really love it. I also have a full-time job at a bank. So it just creates some nice, you know, different 
um, sides of things for me and just mixes things up a little bit. But I, yeah. just, I, I love doing makeup. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I work at a bank too. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this podcast is a nice little kind of extra little creative outlet. So it's yeah, like- yeah, it's so nice to have those dualities. And yeah. people when I went back, like at the bank when I left for because I was there and then I went to school and then I came back to the bank. But it was just funny when I left, they were like, way to go, like, <laughs> way to get out of here. And I'm like, now I'm back. But at least yeah. I'm doing two things that, you know, that I like so yeah I was looking yeah. at your Instagram feed and the the makeup that you do is incredible on yourself oh, and on you. others <laughs> thank I you don't so know much how to do makeup at all <laughs> God, like what I wouldn't give to have YouTube like when I was 12 13 yeah. 14, like I know well even now like the girls like that are like you know in high school middle school I'm like well that is not what I looked like back yeah. then <laughs> it's funny because I think that we all are kind of like everyone needs to go through an awkward phase and none of these kids seem yeah to I know I'm like phase. what happened to the awkward phase yeah <laughs> it's just it doesn't exist for some God. reason like I'm still a little bit in an awkward phase and I'm <laughs> I know right I feel that way too I'm like oh my gosh these girls look younger like you know they're younger than me and they look older than me (laughs) (laughs) got it all together yeah yeah um how have you found navigating sort of like the I guess like the adult world like you work in a bank Mm -hmm. um so you're obviously like interacting with a lot of people um even like so much into like into dating and stuff do you like I don't know like you obviously wear makeup and so Mm -hmm. that covers it but like do you ever not wear makeup I do yeah I and the thing is so like I said, it's gotten to be for makeup for me has gotten to be more creative in the past few years. But even since esthetician school, like so in SD school, you don't wear makeup because you're doing facials on each other every day. So it oh, makes yeah. no sense, right? Yeah. So I was super, super anxious and nervous about starting esthetician school with my birthmark because again, it's you know, it's stepping into that new group of people who don't know you and you have to show them your face without makeup and you have a birthmark you're different than everyone else but all those girls were so loving and so supportive of me that it just helped my confidence a lot and I just became so much more comfortable without having makeup on um and so for me um I guess as I you know in the past few years I've really grown to be able to go out without makeup a lot more than I used to um I definitely go out with it I definitely still have like awkward encounters with people like I was at Trader Joe's one day just minding my own business during COVID <laughs> right shot doing my grocery shopping and this guy comes walking up towards me and there's an employee behind me assuming he's going to the employee because I hear him go like hey hey and I just minding my own business and then he like comes up in my face he's like hey are you okay and I was like what? what yeah I was like yep I'm fine it's a birthmark oh my God. <laughs> like did he think you've been like like abused or something I think a lot of people think that they're bruises um, for me I don't personally see how you could think that but like I guess if you have no clue maybe that's I I don't know yeah. but yeah I've had a lot of instances like that I was checking my mail one day and I had a lady who was checking her mail at the same time and um she was like do you need some help? And I was like, oh. help, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, so. Like, what does that people? Like, but, I, it's just yeah. like, don't. I know, but like, also that's kind of sweet. It like, is. at least they're like. I know, it's like two-sided. I'm like, I would never, like, you know, yeah. you're not going to go up to somebody in a wheelchair and be like, what happened to you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which I get, but like, I guess if mine, if they're assuming I've been hurt, I guess it's right. a different thing. Yeah. So it is like, okay, I appreciate that, like, you know, you're, 
concern for me, but at the same time, it obviously creates some awkward situations. So for me, I don't really like care about like the stairs or things like that. It's just, it just creates awkwardness. That's about it. Um, So now I'm pretty much fine with it. Um, At work, I wear makeup every day, but I think I would do that even if I didn't have a birthmark just because of who I am. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, most people wear makeup every day. So yeah. mine's just more drastic because I have a birthmark. But right. I mean, a lot of my coworkers know about it now. And like after esthetician school, a lot of that's when a lot of them found out more so um, right. just because I like then talked about me doing makeup and things like that and kind of why I started doing that. And so I, yeah, it's definitely interesting navigating it as an adult versus, you know, when I was a kid. Now it's more like, I like sharing about it because uh-huh. it's a part of what's made me who I am. Well, and I think it's so important to just uh, like be a source of visibility for people mm-hmm. because, you know, if you like you, if you grew up and never saw anybody else with the same thing, it can mm-hmm. be really isolating and scary. But, you know, we live in such a world where there's people have access to so many other people. So mm-hmm. to have that visibility for like a young kid who's almost 12, you know, who also has a port wine stain on their face I think that's so nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's been like one really cool thing that has come from like TikTok and my Instagram and things. So um, I was actually on like featured in a Daily Mail article a few years ago. Oh. Um, yeah, which I had no idea that's what it was for. Somebody had just randomly reached out from to me. But um, and then I found out it was on Daily Mail. And I had I had a lot of moms reach out to me that just said, like, thank you so much for sharing your story. And it you know, I was able to show my child it and it just, you know, they were so excited to see somebody else with what they had and things like that. And the same thing with TikTok. I've had a lot of yeah. moms reach out and like, I think it's been good too, because they don't know what their child is going through personally. Um, yes. Because, and and they just want to be protective. Right. So like, I've had moms reach out, like I've had saying like, oh, somebody pointed out the birthmark to my kid in, you know, Target. And it just made me so mad. And I just wanted to like, yell at that person I'm like you know I understand where you're coming from but like as a kid with a birthmark like I would have been way more embarrassed for my mom to freak out on somebody <laughs> than to just be like okay that kid just has no clue you know and move along and things like that so um it's just been a really cool experience to be able to connect with more people that have a birthmark like mine or you know any other sort of kind of difference like I do I think that's so great that you can shed light on it, how it feels to be the person, like you said, that has it and not a family member being protective. Mm -hmm. You can say, you know, it's nothing to be, uh, you know, to hide or to be ashamed of. And if, if your child is approached, you know, don't, don't make it more awkward, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. It's like, it just gives them a little bit more insight on what it really feels like. Mm -hmm. Do you have advice on sort of like how, um, like Michelle has five kids. So often we're like mm-hmm. all out and about together and like how, how, I don't know, like how do you hope parents or adults teach kids to respond or like, is it better to sort of like ask a question or is it better to pretend it doesn't exist or. I guess for other people, I don't, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. Right. Yeah. But for me, like, I would rather you have like ask me about it than like stare at me because <laughs> yeah kids stare <laughs> it's yeah. a fact yeah. <laughs> that happens that's okay but I think you know just to be able to and I don't know the right way you know not everyone's gonna feel comfortable answering but for sure don't go up to someone and be like what happened to your face like I know <laughs> people do right yeah um 
but yeah, I think, I think acknowledging it and even, you know, having that conversation with your kids, like, you know, there is differences out there and things like that is very important. Yeah. Um, but for me, I don't think ignoring it helps anything. Yeah. No. Then I I feel like ignoring it makes it seem like, oh, it's like very taboo and it's not okay that, that you know, like, I don't know. To me, it, it seems like you're not normalizing, I guess, the differences in, in a person and, and yeah. in that way you're more like being like, okay that's weird for someone to look like that or be like that or whatever, you know? I remember growing up and yeah, sort of being like, shh, shh, don't look, don't like, don't, you know, don't draw attention to it. Um, And it does create that sense of like, oh, like maybe it's bad or different, different is Mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my friends was on the bus with her then three-year-old and like clear as day, so loud was like, mama, that man's nose is huge. (laughs) <laughs> like kids like they'll just yep. sit, you know yeah and luckily my friend is great and was like you know what everybody's body's different and like had this yep. conversation to be yeah, like yeah you know like it's okay to look different and but I was like oh man kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I have like I have a niece and I have um five nephews almost six soon but oh, um, so my niece has asked me a lot like I think she's she's gotten she's five now and so she's gotten to that age where she's like oh, what's that red stuff on your face, auntie? Or why do you look like that sometimes? And she's actually like told me like, oh, don't wear makeup or things like that. It's very sweet. Yeah. And it's just talking to them about it. And for us, it's, you know, that's the way God decided to create me. So that's what it is. And, And she's just been very accepting of that. And, you know, I mean, I think we don't give kids enough credit for what they can learn and understand. Yeah. And they can, yeah, you can, you can talk to them in a way to say like every, everybody's different and this is the Mm -hmm. way that this person looks. And I think it's, I mean, as, as kind of annoying as social media can be, I think it's such a great tool when it comes to things like that and Mm -hmm. what you're doing, especially on TikTok and other people with, you know, differences are putting out what it is and, Mm -hmm. and why it's okay and why it's normal and why it's okay if you ask questions and you're not only showing the people that have the same thing as you, that it's okay. You're, you're teaching other people how to react and how to, uh, you know, have the conversation or talk to their kids about it. Right. I think it's just such a different world than what we grew Mm -hmm. up in because, you know, sure. you have people at the grocery store or at school, but to be able to get such a wide range of people mm-hmm. in the world at, at your fingertips is just, it's so important mm-hmm. to, to be able to share it with everyone. Yeah, for sure. Have you gotten a lot of online negative feedback? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think TikTok has surprisingly been a very positive place for me. Yeah. Um, when that Daily Mail article came out, they also like shared a video and things of me doing my color correction I had on YouTube. And I mean, I had some really hateful comments and I actually think Daily Mail ended up taking down one of the videos because it just turned into like an argument. unfortunately you know you get the guys who are commenting like oh I would hate to wake up next to this and all this you know or this is why you know guys think you guys lie to us and all this and that so I would say for the most part it's been negative attention from the male population yeah absolutely yeah that tracks unfortunately (laughs) yeah that's just how it is um because apparently you know we have to look perfect all the time but if, yeah. if we don't look perfect naturally 
yeah, and you're, and you're hiding. Yeah, you're, you're being. Deceptive. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, come on now. Like, yeah. it's yeah, that's just ridiculous to me. That's but awful. Um, for the most part, I would say it's been really positive, and people have been very, very sweet and kind to me, and you know, very encouraging. Oh, that's really good. So you moved in. You moved to a bigger town. You said so. You yeah. grew up in a town of eight thousand or so. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you move to the bigger town? Like when you were like five years ago, I believe. Okay. Yeah. When I finished college. Oh, okay. Yeah. And are you away from your family now? Yeah. My parents live well, so they're, they're still back in my hometown. They still live in the house that I grew up in. Um, so they're about four hours away. Um, I've got, I mean, I've got like cousins and aunts and uncles around the area, but for the, okay. yeah, my family's all kind of spread out. Did they have any sort of reaction to you now being like, quote unquote, TikTok famous or, or have, you know, your social media presence out there? <laughs> my like family is, well, my parents are older because my, all my siblings are way older. So right. they had zero concept of what TikTok is <laughs> or what it was. And I'm like trying to explain to them. I'm like, yeah, this video has 5 million views on it. And they're like, oh okay, like cool. <laughs> so, I mean, they don't really know. It's funny because I do have a video with my dad on there, a couple of them. But um, so he's always asking, well, how many views do I have now? I mean, for them, it it really means nothing. But I do have one of my coworkers, um, her, she's my manager, and she's got two daughters that are like in middle school aged. And they happened to find me on their For You page one day. (laughs) And she came into work and told me and she's like, oh, my gosh, my daughters like think you're famous. I was like, oh, gosh, like Like, mortified. I was like, please don't watch. Oh, no, that's too funny. Uh, yeah, that does that. It's kind of a double edged thing too, where it's like, yes. wanna, you know, I want to get out there and show my story, and then yeah, people in your life actually find you, and you're like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when people like we know personally are like, oh yeah, we listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, like I'm like, I don't know. I just expect other people to listen. Huh? Yes, I know exactly. You're like, yeah, I know other people. I mean, people in my life can see it, but I don't actually want people in my. Life. that's incredible do you have any other do you have any other sort of like message or story that you wanted to to share or I know you guys kind of mentioned like dating and things like that um so for me I mean I used to definitely be very self-conscious about what guys would think and if they'd like me or not and yada 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 so Mm -hmm. that was also where makeup did come in to hide at that point um, but you know, I've discovered you find somebody who loves and cares about you for who you truly are and what's underneath the makeup isn't going to matter to that person. And so yes. when people make those comments to me on TikTok and on, you know, social media, I'm like, if I was with somebody who's going to think something like that, I wouldn't want to be with them anyways. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. kind of like growing up has kind of made me realize that like, in a way, I'm also thankful for my birthmark. And I've said this before, like, it helps me weed out crappy people in my life. Absolutely. That's such a good because, Yeah, because, you know, if someone's going to judge me and not like me or think I'm weird or whatever, because I have a birthmark, well, I probably don't want you in my life anyway, because you're probably not a great human being. So, yeah, you know, in some ways, it has like shielded me and protected me from bad people in my life. So, I am, I, you know, in a weird way, I am grateful for it and it makes me me. So yeah. yeah. I love that. And I think that's such a good lesson for anyone to learn. It's like anyone mm-hmm. that's going to 
treat you a certain way or be negative or, or have yeah. negative comments. Like you don't want that person in your life. So just exactly. don't even kind of give them any time. And I think mm-hmm. that's, it's just interesting. Anyone that would, you know, neg- negatively comment on your stuff, you'd just be like, okay, and uh, I don't need, you know, yeah, cross yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, that took care of my problem, whether or not I wanted to waste time <laughs> being your friend, because I don't. So yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, I mean, I'm, d- you know, I grew up having different experiences because of my birthmark, but it's also been, you know, a, a blessing as well. So yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, thank you so much. This was honestly so nice. Yeah, it was such a great conversation. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good rest of your day, and then we'll message you um, soon about what date we're going to do. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Michelle. Carling. What a great episode. <laughs> I mean, if I do say so myself, am I allowed to, like, toot our own horn? I think so. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. Uh, I know that was great. That was a really fun conversation. Yeah. Becca's so nice. Totally. So you guys should. So talented. Holy cow. I know. Like, I'm lucky if I do my mascara and I don't get like. I know. All the. I'll get like mascara on my eyelids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not great. It's not great. Um, And if I'm feeling really fancy, I'll try eyeliner. Whoa. I know. I can't even like attempt a wing. Oh, yeah. No. Not happening. No. Um, yeah, she was so nice. So everybody should go check her out on Instagram. We'll put a link on the show notes and check her out on TikTok. And she has a YouTube channel and she said she was going to start creating some more content for that. Yeah. Um, and her message is just incredible and important and we can learn. We can learn. (laughs) Learning is fun. Learning is fun. Oh my gosh. And if you're listening to this and it's your first time and you're like, I need more of these gals. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at I did not sign up for this dot podcast and TikTok at I did not sign up for this dot pod. Man, it's been a hot minute since I've mm-hmm. said each one. And Facebook at I did not sign up for this. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's where we are. Oh, and duh, Patreon. Oh, yeah. You guys didn't think you were going to get through an episode I without know. hearing us talk about the Patreon. So if you want even more stories, primarily a lot of our own drama trauma. Mm-hmm. And what else is on there? Other people's crazy oh, stories. crazy stories, yeah. And some true crime smattered here and there. Smattered? Smattered. I always think of a pap smear every time you say smattered. Ew. <laughs> Spattered. Is that better? Yeah, Sprinkled. We sprinkle in some true crime uh, just for fun. And so it's a subscription service. So check us out at patreon.com at I did not sign up for this. And... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like sitting here watching you say all that stuff. Because now my coffee's kicked in. I was tired at the beginning of the episode and now I'm like right peppy. And now I'm tired. Mm. (laughs) Mm. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced. 
from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beets Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beets Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.